Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show of the year. That's right, they think it's all over. 2022 Shirt of the Year show. Welcome to They Think It's All Over, the Football Kit Show. We made it to the end of the year. Who's joining me today? It's Mike at Footy Shirts. Tom at Shirt Fan. Scott at Flying Scotty. And Adam at This One Kit. And as usual, I'm Adrian at Football Shirt Atelier. Welcome, Adam. It's lovely to see you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Guys, before we kick off with what is a hotly anticipated event, where we are going to be talking about the number one shirt of 2022, it'd be remiss of us not to mention the World Cup. Anybody got any summarising thoughts on that? Scott, we'll just stick to people that are teams in the World Cup. So um, if anybody else wants to jump in. All in all, football-wise, I think it was a good World Cup. There were some good games that I thought there was a bit of a lull in the middle. There's a lot of football to go through, wasn't it, with four games a day at one point. But, you know, there's a few exciting games in there. A few good players have kind of caught the eye as well. See, I'm going to be the polar opposite here. I'm going to say it's one of the most overrated World Cups I've seen in my lifetime. I don't think there were really any moments of real consequence. There were moments, but they were ultimately meaningless. The Holland free kick, penalties, Spain going out, but really means nothing. And also there was no atmosphere at any of the games. So I I watched it, didn't really enjoy it. I'm glad it's over. Um, so I think everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I am very much with Mike on this. I hate the fact it was a good World Cup because of where it was held. But the first kind of couple of group games weren't that interesting. The last group games onwards, it was incredible. There was so much drama and I, I loved every second, frankly, to be honest. Yeah, that last round, I think, was um, really important. Scott, Argentina, are they worthy world champions? No, not for me. I think they had a relatively easy run. They got through the Dutch game, but it was their biggest challenge they had, wasn't it? And it was, um, yeah, it was very close. A few dodgy penalties along the way. Um, did anybody? Say, the goat had a lot of help. Did anybody happen to notice um, the statistic that Ali McCoist quoted that Mbappe is the first ever player to score a hat trick in a World Cup final where all three goals, the ball crossed the line. <laughs> different rules back then Scott it was it was most of the ball across the line not the whole of the ball as Japan fans will tell you so I think he had he had a bit of help and not that you should ever compare players but can you imagine if a certain other player won the World Cup and had scored four or five penalties that's that's all you'd be hearing about but for him it's all right he's the goat just just before we move on because I know it's not really what we're here to talk about I just want to say to Tom just just as a, as a counter argument with you saying obviously nothing that really happened was any real consequence do you not think that that's pretty much the same in all football unless you are the team that goes on to win that tournament uh I just mean none of the big moments like iconic moments you think of any world cup you can think of like that world cup moment you know Mike I know you get this wrestlemania moment right it's like that big now moment in the spotlight you had like I can think back to 2018. You had Pavard's ridiculous like curling goal into the far corner. You had Ronaldo's hat trick against Spain. You had all these like big moments. I can't really think apart from the, the final. The final was insane, admittedly, but I can't think of a big moment apart from the free kick, the Dutch free kick at the end of injury time that really made any difference to the outcome of a game. 
Can we not count Emmy Martinez's uh, save in the last minute of extra time? I know that was in the final, but that apart from the final, apart but, from the final, but but yeah, but that was one of the most iconic things I think I've ever seen on a football pitch. It is an incredible save. Um, obviously, then they went down the other end and missed a very easy header from the other <laughs> Martinez. But um, but yeah, that was an incredible moment. I thought the most iconic moment of the whole World Cup was the winning team losing to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, and again, of no consequence. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. We've done enough World Cup talk. I will just remind you all, though, through who we thought the potential winners were going to be. Only one person on this podcast did say Argentina. So um, can we all remember who that was? I'd say that was Scott. No, no it wasn't Scott. I said Brazil. It's got to be Tom then. No, it wasn't Tom. Uh, then I have no idea. Well, I'll, uh, I'll insert the clip here for everybody to, to, to live back <laughs> at the moment. Can I say one thing before we do move on from the World Cup? I had a, a, an amazing early Christmas present I was visited by Scottish Santa on Christmas Eve who dropped a lovely little message into my inbox to say that he's secured an authentic two-star Argentina shirt for me so thank you very much Scott and that makes up for the fact we both missed out because you wouldn't reply to my messages a week before (laughs) (laughs) see Scott is sometimes the friendly guy that he doesn't always come across on a podcast when he's calling people CUNTs. Speaking of Christmas Day, did anybody else get any other presents, Christmas-related presents under the tree? I got I got a couple of shirts this year. Uh, only a few. I got uh, the current buying away, which was a nice little addition. I got the, I think it was last season's Kappa Villa third shirt, which I don't like at all. So my wife got it for Christmas. I think she probably knew deep down I was never going to buy it myself. Um, but most importantly for me, I got the Luke Aston Villa third shirt, which I regrettably did not buy when those shirts came out. And in my wife's words again, I told you, you should have bought that first. Um, and yeah, she was right. But hey, you know, it's worked out well because she's bought me two of those Luke shirts and I've not had to. Unlike somebody's wife to say, I told you, you should have. I'm glad that's not just me that gets that. How about yourself, Adam? <laughs> uh, anything for Christmas or picked up anything in the uh, in the sales so far? Um, nothing in the sales. The only football related items I got, I got a lovely book uh, called The World Football Club Crests Book by a chap called Leonard Jaegus Gold Nilsson. Um, and it just tells the story of uh, various club crests from around the world. Hang on, hang on. We've been invited to join here once. You're not doing paid sponsorships already, are you? <laughs> <laughs> not quite yet. Right. Uh, Tom, I know you hit the sales yesterday. You were, you were sharing some of your wins with myself and Scott, who were sat back searching for stuff in large and extra large. Yeah, there was the Pro Direct Soccer sale that I'm not. Sure, I'm sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was all over Twitter. But they, they did have some incredible bargains, which I really hope are not going to be sold on or finding their way into various mystery boxes but there's some unbelievable deals on there I got um last year's Roma fourth shirt I believe is it fourth shirt Eddie or is it the third one? Oh, the blue one you got the What's blue that? one yeah that's yeah. right with the, the lapetto kind of print on the on the like jacquard almost in the shirt and it was the elite version which I think at retail was 90 odd quid and it was down to 19 pounds so yeah absolute bargain I grabbed one of those. They have to have had warehouse problems because they are notorious for shit sales they never have discount codes or anything so the fact that they had all this stuff i mean some of the shirts were down at six pound somebody must have gone in and gone right we're gonna have to get rid of some of this stuff because nobody's buying it yeah the, the the prices were crazy i picked a few up myself so i got the 
can't remember what year it was, but an MLS uh, All Star shirt, which is based on an old Adidas template, beautiful shirt, inauthentic for I think it was ten quid or eleven quid. Um, I got uh, I don't anybody remember those sort of like really cool retro looking Torquay shirts. Um, I got a family down Torquay way, so it's that's my uh, excuse for buying that one. So I picked up one of those I think for nine pounds and a cool sort of like casual uh, Yunnan Pumas shirt for like six quid. It was insane. I I could easily have spent a few hundred quid and got probably a few hundred items back unbelievable and we're going to look forward to seeing everybody's shirts arriving over the next couple of weeks or giving royal mail strikes over the next couple of months so um we'll keep our eyes peeled for that but with no further ado i know everybody's waiting for it let's move on to the main feature the 2022 shirt of the year Right. So what we did for this is we reached out to a large part of our listenership, basically, you know, people who follow the account, they support us a lot. And we decided to get what we think is a pretty huge input from the community into uh, putting together this list that we've got today. So we're going to go through the top 20 today. Obviously, we're going to go back from 20 down to one. We ended up with 42 contributors to this, which means there were 420 uh, shirt votes essentially gone in because every one of those put in a top 10. And basically what we did is that the best way for me to describe this is think of it as like Eurovision for shirts. So everyone gave me a top 10 and they, they got points based on their position. Obviously one got 10, two got nine, three got eight and so on. And we ended up with what I think is a particularly brilliant, even if I do disagree with some of them, top 20 shirts to talk about today. I'm excited by this. Anybody else? Yeah, it's going to be good. Hmm. Yes. As long as there's no arguing, it'll be fine. Well, I'm that's, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you said that, so I didn't throw you under the bus again, Scott. Right, so with no further ado, let's get into the top 20. Cue Top of the Pops music. In at 20, we have the Coventry City away shirt. At number 19, it's the Inter Milan map away. At 18, France away. In at 17, we have Plymouth Argyle away. And at 16, fresh off the back of the World Cup, we have Ecuador away. Right, fairly safe shirts, I think. I'm going to pick out a couple. France away, there was a lot of noise about that. Tom, what are your thoughts on it? I am really surprised that this shirt made the top 20. And, I mean, to start with, it wasn't worn during the World Cup for a start, so it hasn't made that immediate impression on anyone's minds. No one's seen it on pitch. So that This is list right, isn't going to go well if you're worried that, that they well, won't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm saying is, you know, there's no immediate recollection of seeing this shirt in action. So I'm surprised it's made that strong an impression. The second thing I have about this shirt is it's kind of a carbon copy of those Red Star shirts from the other year. And it features all this kind of iconography. I'm guessing Francophile iconography. I've not bothered to look at it in depth, really, to to have too much of a, a strong opinion on it. But I just think it's kind of been done. Nike are a bit of a year late. And it... I just can't avoid looking at those, that shirt and thinking it looks like, you know, Yunnan-Sari or China wear or something. It's just not for me. It reminds me of doilies and not pro-athletes. Scott, what's your thoughts? 
I quite like the shirt actually. I think I agree with. I mean, Tom's got a good point about the the design, but the difference is, is most people knew that France had a football team, and before the shirt was released, unlike the uh, the Red Star shirts. But I think, and I've heard I don't actually own it yet because I'm too stingy to pay full price. But I've heard it's even nicer in person because the details on the shirt, when you get it up close, it really does look nice. So I'll probably buy it once it's in the sale because yeah, it's not. Doesn't seem overly popular, but I thought I thought it it was on my top ten that I voted for, so I, I put it in there. Very nice. Speaking of, was in my top ten. I think I went for Plymouth Argyle away in my top ten, and I think it was in somebody else's as well. Yeah, that was in mine. So Plymouth, uh, I actually rated that as my number one shirt of the season. So that shirt had only one nomination as the number one, which was for me, but six different people put that in their top tens. Um, it's a popular shirt. It's a good shirt. that has got It's a retro throwback. I know that harks back to a quite a memorable time for, for Plymouth fans. I believe it was a, a shirt they wore at a playoff final. That, that, and, you know, there's a charity element with the sponsor on it. So I think it's kind of got all of the little ingredients that are shirt collectors that we like personally. I think it's it's a really good one. And just, just before we move on, just let you know on that France one, I do think you're kind of on something with, with what you say about the surprise for it being in there because not a single person actually voted that as their number one shirt either so it got in purely on the fact that it had five or six relatively high scoring votes rather than anybody putting that first adam anything on 20 to 16 yeah a couple of things so firstly the coventry away was in 20th good shirt but I preferred the third shirt and I'm surprised that that didn't make an appearance. I really, really like the third shirt. It's the it's a black shirt um, with the multicolored kind of stained glass windows from the cathedral. I believe it's from the baptistery windows. Um, and yeah, I thought that was stronger than the away shirt, which I liked, but was very much a nod to the old pony shirt uh, from the, the mid 90s. And I thought the, the third shirt had that uniqueness to it that the away shirt didn't. Like Mike, I didn't actually put this in my top 10. It was probably 11th. The Plymouth Argyle away, fantastic shirt. I think I said at the time, and I think it was mentioned on this very pod, that if it was a Brushy Munch and Gladback shirt, then the kit community would have been all over it. It's a fantastic design. And yeah, I, I'm not surprised that you had it at number one, Mike. I fully agree with Adam on the commentary there. And the, the promo stuff they did with the stained glass windows in the back was gorgeous. Just got to say, with the Coventry City away shirt, four people had that in their top ten. One person had it at number one, and that was Jed, who runs uh, the All Things Football account on Twitter. He is a Coventry fan, but however, you know, a few other people still put it in there. And just to let you know, there was a few others as well. So the Inter Milan made it in there at nineteen, as we say, but nobody had that at their number one. We the France away, we've already said nobody did. And then the other one was the Ecuador, that also nobody else else had at number one, but seven people did have that in their top ten. Do you not think that certain English clubs get kind of punished by tribalism? Whereas, like, as you said, you know, Borussia Mönchengladbach, with a lot of, you know, British people being, having a Premier League or a a championship, etc. team. Like, for me, I don't buy any other English teams. But it doesn't mean I don't like the shirts, but I wouldn't buy it. And I think sometimes... You know, uh, good shirts get punished purely because people will not buy another team from England. Well, I guess that's the beauty of this sample size we've got, isn't it? So um, let's move on. In at 15, we have Como Home. At 14, Stuttgart Away. At 13, 
Japan away. At 12, we have Bayern Munich's Olympia Stadion shirt. And at number 11, Ajax away. Tom, I'm going to start with Kaime. We had a rather romantic weekend together away in Italy. We uh, we took in Milan. <laughs> we wandered around the lakes. Uh, I know you're a fan of his shirt. Yeah, it just reminds me of that pigeon in my pasta, to be honest. That's why I this shirt. <laughs> no, um, th- this shirt was in my top 10. And again, we all like collect shirts for a whole gamut of different reasons. And one of the reasons I collect shirts is when I go to a place, I see a team, I can become fond of that shirt because I saw them and I have good memories and, and good times from that place. And I think me liking this shirt a lot of that plays into this is because we went we saw the team we had a great weekend and it was a, a great game and seeing that that shirt on pitch was unbelievable it looks it looks brilliant and I came away with it I came away from that a lot fonder of this shirt but like many of the shirts I think I put in my top 10 and even my top five that shirt is it takes inspiration from the immediate vicinity or environment of the club in that the water the, you know the water pattern is supposedly taking inspiration from the lake um I just think it's unique it's bespoke for a smaller team which is always nice to see and like I said it just looks great on the pitch so that was why I included it um yeah so I agree with all of your points but I don't like the shirt I think it's fantastic that it's a bespoke shirt and I think it's really interesting when in the nicest way a lesser known club release a shirt that creates waves with the water pattern in the kit community but it just doesn't do anything for me um just a personal thing it, it's I, I don't particularly like the design and i don't like the sponsor either that sponsor is uniquely shit <laughs> i wasn't going to be that harsh but i agree with you <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, what else have we got there? We've had uh, in a 12 with the Bayern shirt. It'd be remiss of us not to uh, ask Mike his thoughts on that. Well, I, I think it deserves to be there. Personally, I think it's a really good shirt. Um, it's not what people expect from a Bayern shirt, which is, in all honesty, probably why it's made on the list, because as much as I love Bayern shirts, they're not everybody's cup of tea. It was a popular one. Six different people put this into their top 10. Two people actually put this at number one. So one was, uh, you know, all of our friend Addy Eilith. And the other one was uh, Jason Connolly from Twitter. He's a good lad, Villa fan as well. But the shirt itself, it's, it's great. It, it really, it's such a good shirt. I mean, obviously, Bayern... They are fortunate enough to pretty much have bespoke designs every year. So it's not really an issue to talk about how bespoke a shirt is for Bayern. But obviously for this one in particular, it's just even more a standout than normal. The only issue I have with it is more along the lines of the fitting, because what nobody mentioned is that this Olympia Stadion kit fits much, much slimmer than a standard replica shirt um, and it's actually labeled as a slim fit so I bought mine in a small thinking I've put a little bit of weight on but you know I'll, I should be all right and is it I tell you what it is like it is painted on when I wear it so I've got to lose a fair few pounds before I can show that one off that's my only qualm with that shirt it's another I think it's another good shirt as well we, we've spoken about this quite a few times but everybody right now is kind of massively into football shirts and before, but I think before Twitter or before COVID, you know, it wasn't it wasn't as openly spoke about. And I think this Bayern shirt will be another great one for the collectors in twenty years' time because of the name set. So you'll have people frantically googling 
why the hell do I have this shirt with an orange name set, but on the pitch they wore the blue name set? So I think not only is it a great shirt, but it will be a great um, conversation point in the future as well. I think it's a good five, but I have to say, I, I can't stand Ajax away in third shirts at the moment. I just, everybody goes on about stuff like, oh, AIK, those shirts are rubbish, but it's just because it's AIK. I tell you what, those boys at Adidas could shit on a canvas and put it on an Ajax away or a third shirt. And there would be people like, oh my God, isn't it amazing? I just don't, I don't get it. It's not a bad shirt, but it's certainly not that high for me. And as an authentic collector, not because of snobbery, just because I prefer it. You don't, these shirts never come with the option for an authentic. So even, <laughs> I, I don't even, you know, think about them very often, far less putting them in a top 10. I have to say as well, this is the first shirt I've actually had to Google to remember what it looks like. And I'm sure I won't have to do that for the top 10. So so just uh, the, the, the Ajax away, I mean, that I would say, to be honest with you, is one that I would say I was very surprised by that made it into the top 20. I think it's an OK football shirt. I don't think it's a bad shirt, but I do not think it is the 11th best shirt we've seen of this calendar year certainly not interestingly one person did put that at number one i think we all know paul beeman from twitter um that was him and seven other people put it into their top 10 um so again only one vote for that that number one spot which obviously when there are 10 points at stake that that gives it a good boost in this the way we've done this i just want to say shout out for that stuttgart away shirt as well because that's a that was a great release and a throwback and it's interesting to see is that the there's a couple of throwbacks in this top 20, isn't there? So it's still a very popular method of bringing a shirt out, a throwback to a, a previous design. That is a great one too. I own that one and I own the original. And uh, I, I think if you look on my Twitter, I did a side-by-side comparison. Considering it's two different brands, they did an amazing, uh, Jayco did an amazing job bringing that out. But you put that one in your top 10, didn't you, Scott? I'm sure you, yeah. you yeah, that one got points from 10. you. Uh, yeah, seven seven different people did, and everybody knows Gav Ho back Kit Geek on Twitter. He put that as his number one shirt, and then the only one of this five that we haven't mentioned yet, I believe, two people put as number one. One is uh, Lewis shirts in the Shire, and then everyone's favourite librarian, I believe, put this as their number one shirt. Is that right, Adam? Japan away. Is that me? That is me. Yeah, yeah the Japan away <laughs> shirt, which uh, is the shirt I'm wearing right now, and yeah absolutely adore this shirt i think it's 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 incredible um i'm surprised it's not higher up to be honest but obviously i'm a bit biased and yeah i I think it's one of the standout shirts of the world cup which was a really strong world cup for adidas in general to be honest and it's my favorite one of the lot it's better than the home for me i I, i'm with you i bought the away i much prefer it to the home i'll third that it's better than the home shirt i think a great shirt Okay, well, uh, no spoilers alerts, but uh, looking at the top 10, you two might be a little bit a little bit upset later. Just before we move on, quick shout out to Marco Serie A that actually put that Como as his number one shirt as well. Sensible lad, sensible lad. All right, let's move swiftly on. At number 10, we have the Bromby Away Tattoo Special by Hummel. At number nine, we have York City Home Centenary shirt with Puma. At number eight, we have Roma's third shirt. At number seven, it's a Bari special. And at number six, it's Spezia's third. Tom, I'm going to come straight to you because you interviewed the designer of that York City shirt a, what, a few months ago for the podcast. How do you rate it? 
Yeah, this was one of the ones in my top five. Uh, again, I think it has actually suffered from being released what feels like so long ago. Because at the time, people were, you know, saying this is nailed on, this is shirt of the year. And it, it I mean, it's still fantastic. And like Scott was saying earlier, a lot of these English clubs, they suffer from, you know, club bias. Whereas this one doesn't, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, because, you know, they're lower down the leagues, which no disrespect, I, I don't think many people see them as a huge rival. And it's just a great shirt. Like I said, so many of these these top top shirts have come with inspiration from the localities. And this shirt is packed full of those kind of details. Like if anyone wants wants those, listen to that podcast because it's some fantastic insight taken from York Cathedral. And it's again another bespoke shirt for a lower league club to celebrate a huge milestone. And it's been pulled off brilliantly. It's, it's a great shirt and obviously where it's come in this in the top 10 basically now that we're into um, number nine it deserves it interestingly three different people actually had this as their number one shirt as well which obviously the highest we've had so far and that is uh, at footy draws Nick on Twitter um, at kits buyer Alex has put that in there as well and uh, Matt at shirt by shirt all put that as their number one shirt as well with eight people in total putting it in the top 10. The only, my only argument would be is I think that is it, was it chocolate and cream away shirt or third that they did? I think that was a better shirt and that actually got points from me. But anyway. I'm a, I'm a fan of this shirt, but two of those that put that as their top shirt are both York fans. So. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, really? I'm with you, Tom. I think it might suffer from being an early release and nobody likes early releases, but there was another early release in there. And that was the, Bowery special as well, which I think came out back in March. That's probably the oldest shirt in this chart, is it, in terms of the releases, Mike? I believe it was in, that made it into the chart. Yeah, we I think we did have a few thrown in with some some votes that may have gone back a little bit further than that. But um, yeah, uh, I think almost certainly the oldest shirt that's made it into the top 20, yeah. And the, the one person had that at number one as well, so Bass uh, at Bassy on Twitter 10 people put that in the top 10 so that is that's a popular shirt so yeah really popular one you can see why as well it's good I was just gonna say we should probably cut out that bit about Tom talking about things being pulled off in the cathedral (laughs) 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 my only comment from those five is the Roma third I with a name set I completely agree without a name set I wouldn't have it in there it is a it's a genius bit of pioneering technology on a football shirt though so it merits its place I agree but I think without that name the name set is gorgeous and it massively improves the shirt I'm not not a big fan of that one myself but again looking at the um, I'm stat man today apparently 14 people put that in their top 10 that's one of the highest regularly scoring shirts that we had um, with only one person at number one which I wrote his at down it is at football Shitalia. Um so I think this is where we insert that who the fuck is that guy name in. So So AD, your your number one shirt is in five to ten, and my number one shirt is in five to ten as well, because I went for the Spezia third, which I think is the shirt of the year. Yeah, I tap out now actually. So uh, I had I had Roma, Bari and Spezia all in my top ten. And uh they're the only three I think that, that charted actually. Barry's limited as well. So if you're going to talk about a sought-after shirt in the top 20, that one, people are desperate for that shirt. But it was an actual numbered limited release, so good luck. I actually agree with the Roma third. I think it's a fantastic shirt. What I found interesting about that is as soon as I saw it, I thought it was brilliant. 
I think there was quite a lot of Roma fans who weren't taken with it immediately. And it took a while for it to kind of gain traction and actually be liked amongst the Roma fans. Is that right? I I won't deny I hated it. I think I was vocal about hating it when the images came out. But Scott, you'll back me up. They were lining up on the tunnel, weren't they? For I think it was one of the European games. And as they were in the tunnel, they didn't have their pre-match jackets on. They went out with the name sets. And I, I watched actually straight away, didn't I? I was like, yeah. I've made a mistake here. This I think is we unreal. both ordered that night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to finish these off, we just shoot back to the Bromby away. One person had that as their number one. That was Chester, Sustainable Arc from Twitter. And eight people had that in their top 10. And then the Spezia third, including me, 10 people had that in top 10 with two making that their number one shirt. One is uh, a shirt fan from Twitter. I think we know him. And I uh, need your ears. <laughs> and also Sean Miller from Twitter put that as his number one as well. So again, a popular shirt and justified with the points on that one I think I would like to just say there were a few sort of like uh, different number one shirts that were thrown in so Rudy from Twitter he put the Arsenal away forward Uh, Ian Hood um, had the Angel City home shirt we yeah different different Um, so Ashley uh, Ash Baker Ford uh, put forward the Norwich City third also whilst we're on the the subject of Ash Baker Ford I'm I'm shaming her for one of her nominations and she goes into the official TTK AO Hall of Shame for this because one of her nominations went to the new Craig Hill Leaf Victoria home shirt which is one of those god-awful lager shirts that looks like a pint. So Ash Baker Ford, you, I'm not going to say you're not allowed to listen anymore because that would be stupid of us, but you've got to go into the Hall of Shame for that one. It is a pint of tenants, though, which is the best pint in the world. What, what did you go for, Scott? Was it a city shirt? Uh, we'll wait till the end. I we'll get there, we'll get there. I think, I think that shirt's a bit of fun as well. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah all, all joking aside, it is a bit of fun. I'm only messing, but yeah. it, it, it we've all spoken about our dislike for the gimmick shirts on this one, haven't we? So, right here it is the top five, the big five. Are we getting emotional? A little bit. At five, we have Vasco da Gama's third shirt. In at four, Japan home. In at the, 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 the three, it's the Corinthians the, the, the third shirt. At number two. Barcelona away and that means this year's 2022 shirt of the year is of course Mexico away where should we go where should we go uh, let's go for any Vasco Vasco de Gama Mike very strong mix of shirts this year in at five what are the stats there yeah, so again, th- three people had this as their number one shirt. Uh, so we had Sean Madel uh, at NB Shirts and at Tom's Footy Kits. And then 13 people overall had this in their top 10. But interesting point on this one, Vasco da Gama were one of the very few clubs to have every one of their shirts nominated at some point with a single vote. So home, away, third and goalkeeper kits. And interestingly, they were the only club to have any nomination for goalkeeper kits as well, which I think is testament to how good their kits were as a set this year. And to clarify, this is the off-white third outfield shirt, not the wine red goalkeeper third shirt, which also received votes, yeah? 
Yeah, that's right. So basically what I did is I had to go with what the vote said. So if it specifically said Vasco da Gama third, I double checked what is listed as the third kit, which is that that off-white slash cream away shirt. And a few people just, I think two, maybe three people just stated goalkeeper kit. And there was a red one and there was a black one. So I just threw goalkeeper kits in as well because I think they deserve it anyway. Beautiful, beautiful shirts. Those incredible fan base as well that got behind it. Uh, fourth, we have the Japan home shirt. Adam, tell us a bit about that. Yep, great shirt. Um, I do prefer the away, but I think the home is is very close in it. It uh, follows on the similar theme, actually. So it has origami cranes across the front, um, which is incredibly important in Japanese culture, <coughs> symbolises honour, good fortune, loyalty and longevity. I thought it was great. Um, obviously had the print all over the front. The kind of secondary colour is red, but what I really liked about it is that the numbers were yellow and they really popped against the blue and the red. It followed the kind of current World Cup Adidas template with the kind of stripe going down the side and along the back of the hem. And I'm lucky that I had a gander online and got the authentic version. And it's uh, printed along the side in kanji and English Japan. And it's just a great shirt. The the details on it are excellent. And yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. I'm going to eat my words from what I said earlier about the World Cup. That Japan home shirt did have a great World Cup moment when they stunned Germany 2-1. So, yeah, it's a a great shirt. And I think it merits its place, not just on great design, but, yeah, it did have a big moment. So, yeah. And in third place, it was the Corinthians third shirt, which I think is a throwback to when they beat beat Chelsea in a World Club Cup final. So, Tom, I think you're the appropriate man to tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely shirt. It is great, especially in authentic. It, it looks amazing, but I, I can't I can't buy a shirt that commemorates a victory against Chelsea. Can't do that. Scum. Go on then, Scott. You own it. Yeah. Well, for me, it's amazing for two reasons. One, they pumped Chelsea in the Club World Cup final, and two, yeah, it's a beautiful shirt. So the yeah the reason behind it is purely for that. It was the tenth year anniversary. The Club World Cup was held in Japan. Um, they won their second ever Club World Cup in that 1-0 win. Um, but this is why I love Twitter sometimes. So, yes, I bought it and shared it. And at Graffiti Space uh, commented on the tweet. And he um, brought me to the realisation of the fact that, did you know that Sao Paulo has the biggest Japanese population outside of Japan? So, I mean, I'm not sure if that's a reason, but what are the chances that that would you know that that's a fact and it's a japanese based design shirt does anyone know what that writing says on the shirt well apparently it means this is corinthians so it's not rafa benitez played david luiz in midfield (laughs) (laughs) i don't read japanese so i can't either confirm nor deny I'll, just, I'll throw the stats at you for this one. So I'm just going to end it back to the Japan home, by the way, because uh, only one person had that as their number one. And that was uh, at Hodgson's Horde from Instagram. He's not on Twitter. He's a, a really uh, good listener, and good guy, amazing shirt collection. But back to the Corinthians. Again, only one person had it at number one. I did have a quick look. Oh, 13 people had this in their top 10. And obviously to get the amount of points that it wow, did, yeah. most of those scores were pretty high as well. The one person, by the way, was at Mark ATEFC on Twitter. So the top two, we'll find out how close it was, but number two was Barcelona away. Tom, I know you've got this shirt. I know you're a huge fan. I know a lot of people are. Tell us a bit about it. 
Yeah, this was in my top five. And I think this was the only shirt I've bought on release this year, that Barcelona shirt. And I just love it. I, I mean, I know we've kind of been there and, and done it with map shirts, but this one I think is a is a, a little different in it. It's an actual football shirt and it's going to be worn on the pitch and has been worn on the pitch. Also, we're talking about Barcelona, which is architecturally one of the greatest design cities of all time. And that map that you see on the front of the shirt is L'Exemple, which is the, the area of Barcelona that's all gridded and it looks beautiful from the sky. It looks beautiful on the shirt. This shirt looks great in replica and a particularly an authentic the gold is not just brash. It's not just there for the, the for no reason. It, Barcelona have a history of gold shirts. Two thousand and one and two, they had a gold shirt. Two thousand and four, they had a gold away shirt. And again, it's it, it harks back to nineteen ninety two when the city hosted the Olympic Games. Lots of gold medals, obviously synonymous with the Olympics. And the the, the thing that makes this shirt really stand out for me, which I love, is the Olympic ring. The, the colours of the Olympic rings on the cuffs. I just think it's a tiny little detail that breaks up that gold all over. And it, yeah, I think it's a fantastic shirt. Not for me. Didn't make my top 10. I appreciate how much Tom likes it though. But I, I'm not a, do you know what I was just about to say? I'm not a big Barcelona fan and realised I'm wearing a fucking Barcelona shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely, they're fucking, the nonsense that's gone on with them this year and probably a bit of Frankie de Jong shit. I don't know, a bit of a sour taste probably not helping me, but I, I, I wasn't, I know everybody went mental, but I wasn't really into it. So my question is, Tom, sponsored or sponsorless? Because it came out with no sponsor and a lot of people were very excited by it. Personally, I don't like shirts without a sponsor that are meant to have one. Like, I, I don't know which version you bought, but does it have the sponsor or does, does it not? So I'm, I com- completely agree with you. I always like to have it kind of like fully specced where possible any shirt really and yeah so this one has the sponsor and Spotify I think it's it's quite a cool aesthetic isn't it I mean it's quite a cool brand and yeah it's first year sponsoring Barcelona is it this year as well so I, I, yeah definitely with the sponsor I think it it completes it we're big fans of Spotify of course you can hear the whole back catalogue of they think it's cool over the football shirt show on Spotify please follow us subscribe <laughs> and you'll find the catalogue there Mike any thoughts on the shirt yeah, I don't like it at all. If there was one shirt I could remove from this top 20, sorry, Tom, it would be that one. It, no way. It's, it is the one shirt in there that I'll be honest with you, I, I don't like at all. I just, I don't know what it is. I, I can't even put my finger on why. There's nothing specifically bad about it. I know it's not a terrible football shirt. I, I guess it's just what we always say, that we've all got different tastes and this one just doesn't stick out to me. Interestingly, again, like the, I think the same same number as the last two, 13 people put this in their top 10. Uh, one person had it at number one, which was uh, Arnold Deming at Demkits on Twitter. Yeah, well, I'm going to leave it there because I don't like it, so I don't want to say any more about it. <laughs> it was a popular, popular choice. And um, no, I think it obviously warrants its place at number two. But... That leaves us with the number one shirt of the year, which was, of course, Mexico away. Who wants to tell us a bit about that? I'll go on this one. So I think everybody listening will know exactly what shirt we're talking about because everybody's gone a bit mad for it. Not many people have been able to buy it because, quite frankly, it doesn't seem to have been actually kept in stock anywhere. This is a shirt that was inspired by, and everybody loves my pronunciations on this, the Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> or the feathered serpent, which is the Aztec god of sun and wind and air and learning. So 
I personally really, really like the shirt. I had it in my top 10. I can see why people have put it in there. Um, I think the fact that people still love it, even though Mexico didn't do particularly well and it wasn't even worn at the World Cup and, you know, speaks volumes of how good the shirt actually is. And as I say, in a in a sort of like a, a day of a, a lot of templates that are used, which I have no issue with templating. However, the fact that this one is just so unique, I mean, it, it falls in line with a lot of Mexico's recent shirts, in my opinion. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, it's a terrific shirt. And I think a few people on the pod today actually own that shirt, don't they? Hands up, who owns a shirt? Well, hands up doesn't work on a podcast. Shout. Yeah, I got the authentic version, luckily. Uh, not authentic for me, but I I think the Adidas shirts are, I've got the Japan home in authentic and it's fantastic, but I don't feel like I'm I'm missing out too much by not having the authentic. It, like, like Mike said, it is, it's a brilliant shirt. I actually really like the badge. Um, I think as rebrands go, I think Mexico did a good job with their new badge. The colour's fantastic. It's like the slightly off-white. It really pops against the dark green and the burgundy. And yeah, and the design, it's it's unique to Mexico. It, it, it could only be a Mexico shirt. And I think that's what really sets it apart. I only have one problem with it. Oh, uh, we all know where this is going. Back. <laughs> I think there's one, one thing before I just talk about the stats that I find quite interesting because you say about rebranding, Adam, um, obviously the, the Japan shirts are both featured in there. The Mexico have come in this top 20 and they had that Adidas rebrand that everybody was so unhappy with when it was first released. And the truth is, nobody cares anymore because they've realised that, you know what, the shirts, I, I'd even say they're a little better. But Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Adidas rebrand's fantastic. I, I think it it's cleaned up the design a little bit. It's made the three stripes a little bit bigger. There was a lot of anger about it or, or a lot of confusion, but I, I think it's made it more modern and it, in a good way. See, I'm going to... As Mike said about the Barcelona shirt, and I promise this isn't just tit for tat. This shirt <laughs> does not. This does not do it for me. This shirt at all. I mean, it, it, it's the. I think it's the colours because the design, admittedly, is a good one. It's striking, right? But it's just the colours that off white. And I know there's quite. Not funny. There's a lot of kind of off white cream shirts in this top twenty list, which is surprising. I'm a bit surprised about it. But the the off white and the the burgundy just. It looks like something I've seen at a bus stop outside a dodgy Mexican. That's what it looks Come like to on, me. Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> this is our 2022 official shirt year. It's a worthy winner, isn't it, Mike? Give us some of the stats. Right. It is It is very much a worthy winner. So on our point system, this was the, by far the highest scoring. I mean, bearing in mind, as I say, there were, what, uh, oh, I don't even have any points where we're up for grabs. I'm not going to do those maths. But this got 98 points from the vote. Um, so this, that two people had this at number one. That's uh, uh, Jack Baldy from Twitter, who's at Baldy Jack and at Double A. And sixteen people had this in their top ten, which, as we as we've heard from the ones before, is is by far and away a winner. To be fair, um, yeah, I, I I can understand why. You know, there are some people that didn't like it. I will back Tom up for anybody listening in our little group chats for the last God knows how long he's been saying how much he doesn't like this shirt. So he's not just doing it to be. To, to be different on the pod um, but personally I can see why this is finished as number one it's a, an incredible looking shirt and I think it will stand the test of time and it'll be a classic going forward just like say their 98 Aztec design one as well well then Mexico there we have it the winner 2022 shirt of the year
So now we've done the official top 20. We know what the shirt of the year was. Anybody got any surprises by any any shirts we were miss, uh, missing? Didn't make the top 20. I think the best world the shirt of the World Cup wasn't there. The Brazil away. I think you're proven to be on your own, Scott, actually. Yeah, yeah it sounds like fucking deathly silence there. <laughs> well, I, I think, I thought you was going to say a different shirt. Of the world. I think the best shirt of the World Cup, but I'm surprised isn't in the top 20, is the Germany home shirt. I had that in my top 10, and I'm, I'm surprised. Maybe it wasn't helped by the bad showing, but I thought that was a great shirt. No Argentina in there at all either, home or away, which, um, you know, I know the, the poll was done during the World Cup, but that was a surprise. And Adam, Adam, I think there were a couple of world, other World Cup shirts that you were surprised to see missing. Yeah, and I do wonder if it's a little bit of uh, recency bias, because obviously we've never had a Winter World Cup and having loads of brand new shirts come out so late in the year. Um, but Korea away and Belgium away, I thought they were both absolutely outstanding and the lack of talk about either of them has really surprised me. The career away, well, I mean, both of them, actually. Um, if anyone who has seen my collection um, will know that my general attitude to football shirts is the more colours, the better. So I'm very much a fan of both shirts. The career away has like the red, uh, yellow and blue kind of almost like a paint design splattered all over it. And the Belgium away with the the, the love. Um, I forget what it's from. Is it Tomorrowland? Mm. Yeah, and I, I thought they were both absolutely outstanding. And I was genuinely surprised not to see them anywhere near the top 10. I don't know how close they were to the top 10, Mike, but yeah, g- genuinely surprised me. Very much with Tom. Big fan of that Germany home shirt. Amazed that that didn't make it anywhere near. Just going from memory, I think only two, maybe three people voted for that. And I know one of them was me and one of them was Tom now. Um, but yeah, funnily enough, though, going through the list of a lot of the shirts that you guys have mentioned, there's sort of like a bunch of almost shirts that were just outside that top 20 that scored the sort of like the 20 to 30 points that were just short of making it in. We had the the, the anniversary Red Star Paris shirt that was just outside, the uh, Milan third shirt, the Spain away was very close to making it in. Again, the Vasco goalkeeper shirt was up there because, um, in fact, I think it's um, Kayla, Woodward Productions. I think she actually had them. Um, she had the Vasco goalkeeper as her number one shirt as well. And then, yeah, we had the Arsenal third, that Argentina away was pretty close to getting in there, to be honest with you. I think that might have been, to be honest with you, there was a few late votes um, that came in towards the sort of like the end of the, the closer to the end of the World Cup. And I think the World Cup shirts might have been a little bit more influenced on, on their point scoring. Um, the Norwich home got a, a few good points as well. Belgium away was very close. The Korea away was very close. And then Scott, the Atlanta away. It was so close and yet so far, mate. That's the so that's my number. That was my number one, just so everybody knows. Um I was really surprised at the lack of MLS shirts because, uh, and I think, again, I think it's all about timing because obviously they all start to kind of come out January, February for the, for the season in March. But I also think because they've had a, they've had a honking couple of years, let's be honest, they went massively down the template route. Every shirt was the same, but with a different badge. And then this year, you know, they, they went bespoke and for a, for a shirt that is, and I believe it is the first time the Ipswich template has ever been used since 88, that actually is on the field, not a throwback or a pre-match. And the amount of hype the Ipswich shirts get, I can't, yeah, I'm shocked that that's not managed to, and given that there was a few throwbacks in there, 
I'm really surprised that it that it didn't even break the top twenty. Yeah, I mean your disappointment is palpable there, Scott. Is all I say. And the Arsenal way, I was surprised to see that missing, but it just shows you what happens when you don't let Arsenal fans get involved in the poll, doesn't it? <laughs> just, just again, just before we wrap up on this and move on, there's a, I think there's a few interesting things just to look at. There, there were, as I say, we had 157 shirts in total were nominated for this, and then obviously, as we say, we've we've only pulled out 20 of that. So. As we said, we tried to be really objective in the way that we came up with this top 20. We were never just going to do this as the four of us or, uh, you know, some sort of like elite panel where we want to put it all together ourselves because it just it doesn't work like that. So, as I say, 157 shirts, there were some incredible shirts that have made it into top 20. But there are some really, really good ones that may have even only got one vote. So. Uh, I'll just go through a few of the teams that that never made it, even anywhere near the top 20, but were amazing shirts. So we had the Portobello away shirt. The Las Vegas Lights home and away both got votes. Those Athens Calathea shirts that were just absolutely beautiful. They, you know, uh, Austin, a friend of ours, uh, Real Aviedo was his number one pick. The Hibs home, which we spoke about on the pod on one of the episodes, an incredible shirt. The, this year's Manto de Massa was, was nominated by one person. Uh, Dundee well, United. We, we wouldn't have allowed that. That's not a football shirt. I know we wouldn't have allowed it. I know that you <laughs> would have jumped on that one. Yeah, okay. But okay, yeah, just... yeah. And nobody's actually got their hands on it yet. Does it even exist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then, yeah, also we had the Dundee United shirt thrown in there. Uh, someone's going to have to help me out on this one because I didn't even get a chance to have a look. But has anyone ever heard of Gornick Zabrizi? I think it was Chester nominated one of their shirts. So we're going to have to hit him up for that and get him to let us know what that, that is. But yeah, so, so there were some amazing, and it was the, the, the last 20 were quite interesting as well, because only three home shirts made it into that. So again, that backs up what we've talked about on the pod before, about how as collectors, we tend to edge towards the sort of like the more daring extravagant designs with the aways, the thirds and the, the, the fourths. Yeah, because 11 away shirts made up that top 20, four third shirts and two fourths were specials. Five of them were international shirts and 15 club shirts. So I'm really, really glad that there wasn't too much of a World Cup influence on it. But yeah, all good. I don't want to put you under too much pressure, Mike, but what was the shirt that came top the most times that finished the highest? Uh, so, yeah, I do. I do actually have that. Bear with me saying, I think the highest amount of number ones was... I believe it was the Vasco da Gama third shirt because that got three number one votes. That's amazing. How many did you say we had 420 people voted? So 42 people, 42, 42 people contributed, obviously, with all with 10 votes mm-hmm. each. So we had 420 votes. I mean, points wise, obviously, that goes into the, yeah. you know what, two, two, just short of 2,500 points were, were being thrown around for this. Um, but it's amazing, yeah. it's amazing that there was only one shirt that three times it matched at number one you that's it just goes to show everybody's opinion it's just amazingly different i don't know it if is. anyone watches peep show but it reminds me of that quote the public voted for coldplay and the nazis you can't trust the public <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a pleasure to hear somebody else bring it at nazis rather than mike tom <laughs> <laughs> that was fun wasn't it should we do it again next year Definitely. Definitely. Well, I think we've, we're, we're possibly toying with the idea because that works so well of doing an even more open. Uh, I think Tom came up with this idea. It's going to be pretty big, but we're contemplating throwing out our email and asking everybody for their top five or 10 football shirts of all time. 
to do the same again, maybe a top 10, maybe a top 20. Again, trying to do it as objectively as possible. As I say, this time, we, we just not knocking anybody, but we we asked a lot more than the 42 that responded. Some people came back and said they didn't have time to put it together. Really, you know, fair enough. Everybody's real busy at this time of year. But I think if we could really push this, we could possibly do what is one of the most comprehensive football shirt votes of all time. We've, you know, let's, let's get all the kit community in on this. And if it starts to put into too many votes, then you lot will have to help me count them all up. So I ain't bloody doing it on my own. <laughs> that sounds good. Tom, we've got other exciting stuff coming up this year, haven't we? Yeah, we've got some really good feature guests that will be coming into your ears in the in the new year. We've got uh, Sam Parkin, football journey man. <laughs> what was it? Something's tickled, Scott. We've got Jack Pye McDermott of YouTube fame. We've got Pete Donaldson, which was a personal favourite of mine and Mike's big football ramble, Wrestle Me fans. And we've also got a PSG special with Tom Skulls, which Scott very much enjoyed. So, yeah, lots, lots of cool stuff coming up. And we'll be coming back to you weekly, as usual, um, from the beginning of January. We're just going to let this uh, this podcast land for 10 days. And then we'll be back with your usual weekly stuff. We'll have your kit histories and your, your kit room 101s, etc. So, um, yeah, we look forward to bringing that to your ears or, or coming in your ears, as Tom Tom so eloquently said. Uh, <laughs> Scott, you're not doing it in England shirt, but we'll let you do the honours this week. Well, I was just going to say uh, thank you to England for not winning the World Cup and getting me out of that horrific bet. Um, but really, we'd like to say thanks to everybody for listening. And, you know, it means a lot to us. And you know, we, we had a little bit of a break during the World Cup because everything was a bit hectic and everybody was kind of paying attention to that. But, you know, the amount of people that we've had asking where we are and uh, contributing to this this show, it's been really, you know, it's been really good for us all to to know that you're missing us. So keep following. Um, and most importantly, keep interacting because that's what this is all about, isn't it? You know, comment on the things, ask us questions, anything you want to know. It, it's great to get everybody involved and and we will always reply. You know, we don't ignore, we don't ignore anybody. And the 31st of January, we have a giveaway on the go. Um, so I reckon Adrian's just asked me to do this for some... Uh, 31st of December, Scott. We're not keeping the giveaway open quite that long. Yeah. The 30th, well, I say that, I, I will say that again. Oh, you can keep it in. I don't really care. So the, the giveaway ends on the 31st of December. And Adrian has just asked me to remind you so that I have to pronounce all this stuff. So it's the Vesta Calcio away shirt. And it is produced by Ezeta. Ezeta. So that's still got. It will have two days to run when this goes out. So get on there, follow the follow the instructions with your chance to win a shirt. You know why it's called Ezita, don't you? I do not. Because people ask, is it a football shirt? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> well, it is. And it's a beautiful football shirt. And it is a real football team as well. So um, all the better. But no, a great range of shirts for that team and and they've done some stuff with um with the Roma Six Side team and a few other teams. Beautiful shirt. We all seen that? Yeah, they are really cool. I, I agree. And uh, yeah, thanks to France and somebody else can finish the show off. Well let Adam do the honors. Adam, thank you very much for joining us today. You can do the honors and we can check if you ever listened to the end of a, a show before. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
my walk to work's only 30 minutes so um getting to the end of one of the po- um what am I meant to do <laughs> I have listened to, to the podcast <laughs> Mike Tom come on after three one two three they think it's all over it is now <laughs> Fuck off. I'm taking my LAFC shirt back, Adam. I'm taking it back. <laughs> I the thing is, I know you've listened to some of the apps as well. So I'm sure I, I, have, I just have a terrible it. memory for these things. <laughs> I could have probably guessed as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the key's in the name, isn't it? Yeah. Please, please have me back. 